Big Stories of the Day. Hashtag SAFM Sunrise. Well, there's been a little bit of movement, it seems, in the case of the eight VIP officers seen on video beating up motorists on the side of the N1. You'll remember they were uh, protecting the Deputy President, Paul Mashatile. He wasn't there at the time, of course. They sort of peeled off from the convoy and then committed this assault. And I say that, uh, sort of legally speaking, because if you've seen the video, it seems pretty obvious what actually happened. Well, yesterday, the eight suspects appeared in court. Finally, we got to see their faces. Their face masks uh, were removed removed. Now the witnesses will testify later in the month, so in about a a week's time, two weeks' time, and then the actual criminal trial will only happen next year, in May next year. What are the police doing in the meantime? Ian Cameron is is the director of the organization Action Society. He's their director for community safety. He's one of the people to help bring this to light in the first place. Ian, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Um, so it seems quite strange to me there'll be witness testimony later this month in a criminal trial only in May next year. This is taking a long time. Yeah, unfortunately, look, uh, first of all, I think we, we obviously welcome that there at least is some movement. Um, what makes it challenging is now, you know, you've got you've got witnesses that have to come and testify in the disciplinary hearings later this month. Uh, and then only in May next year will they will will we be going to trial for the for the criminal matter, uh, as you correctly said. And and you know it it poses risks in many different ways. Um, uh, but I think what what is specifically concerning to me is will the state be guaranteeing the safety, or how far would they be able to guarantee the safety of witnesses? You know, um, just this week, earlier this week, two witnesses that were meant to testify against SAPS members were shot and killed at very close to the same court mm. where this case is being heard. So so we're quite concerned about that. Obviously in this case, and I say it quite openly, that if anything were to happen, it's pretty clear where to point the fingers. Sure, although getting justice after that is difficult. I mean, the police are supposed to be doing their own investigations and take disciplinary action. Um, and as I understand it, their paid suspension has lapsed. Uh, it was six months. So, in other words, they're back at work on administrative duties, but the police investigation into whether they should discipline them or not, surely by now there should be a finding? Yeah, it makes it very frustrating because it shows you that there's a real lack of urgency. Uh, you know, with with this specific matter, about, I think it's about three weeks ago, the witnesses were called the night before they would have been a disciplinary uh, hearing where they had to testify. Now, how on earth... Can you phone someone the night before and say you need to avail yourself to come and testify in this case? It just simply doesn't make sense. So it really does seem like there's a lack of urgency. I must be honest too, I think the fact that it falls under presidential protection services does make it more challenging. And it's as though they have kind of have their own set of rules. It's very difficult to say that the national commissioner must take uh, take responsibility because remember, this unit reports to Wally Rueda. They don't report to the national commissioner. Surely we, we all think that it, uh, it's a division of the South African Police mm-hmm. Service. But as we've seen with so many other incidents, it seems that Wally Roeder re- reports straight to the president at the moment, which is a very dangerous precedent. Um, I hate to get legalistic on these things, but sometimes we have to. The, the VIP officers are police officers, aren't they? And if they're police officers, don't they come under the Police Act? And the Police Act will be pretty clear about what happens. Absolutely. No, you're 100% right. I think it's more it's a matter of how those rules and and, and regulations are implemented and, and whether they are done properly. Uh, about two weeks ago, I did a presentation in Parliament about what, how and why IPIT needs to also 
be independent and stay independent as you as you would know there is currently an attempt to uh, for a new ipad bill um uh, to be yeah to be set in stone uh, that basically says that the police minister would have most say about ipad who um uh, appoints the executive director etc etc the, the point i'm trying to make is that um we we need to make sure that you know what, what what's good for the goose is good for the gander and and we need to make sure that these cops face the same rules and regulations as any other cop would regardless of what unit they are, are in i think the act is pretty clear you're a police officer or you're not i'm not a police officer therefore i'm treated in a particular way i can go on strike police officers can't absolutely no spot on you're 100 percent right and i think that's that's why it's so crucial and i think the media has played a massive role uh, with this specific case to make sure that it, it continuously gets the, the publicity that it that it should because again you know the precedent that it might set is incredibly dangerous for the country's future Ian Cameron thank you director for community safety at the organization action society